الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا This program that we have normally is just an introduction to the world of the future because in every era the new 10 years is going to be different from the last 10 years and it will never be possible for the person who is older to understand what the person who is younger is going through. Normally it would be best that if you could speak but obviously because your mind is all corrupted already. There's nothing really you're going to say. We will say it from a way that when you hear it, you will think we are mad. And the day you get slightly older, you will say the same about your children. They're all nuts. And in every era, it's going to happen like this. One thing you can learn from this year while you're young, and you always become upset with your teacher or your parent or your grandparent. If you've got a grandparent, it's even worse because he's like out of the world. He's in another era, like when he talks, you like just shake your head, like where you are from. But now it's going to go faster. In the next 10 years, it's going to go very fast. That by the time you graduate and you start teaching in a madrasa, your students will be beyond you. <coughs> But you'll have to learn one thing, that you will never manage to understand the person because you're living through it. But you'll have to make your mind ready to be always 10 years, 20 years lower. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he had a way that he would speak to Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhu. And he had a way he would speak to Abdullah bin Abbas, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu. He made them mature before the age of maturity. But he would not speak to them in a manner that you are a very old person. Neither did he treat them that you are so young, I got no time for you. He taught the world a lesson that you need the old people to rule for a few years. But the old people will pass away, you need the youngster to continue. So the way he spoke to the youngster, he would say, Ya Ghulam, he would give titles to the youngster. The purpose of these youth programs, why it's separated from the other program, is to show you are unique. Your understanding is unique, you're different. And for you to take a lesson, the generation after you is going to be the same. If you are unable to mix with them, talk to them, spend time with them, try to relate with them, you will lose them. There is no error of shouting, there is no error of hitting, there is no error of threatening, there is an error of becoming friends. And somehow trying to explain to the individual. So when this program takes place, everything is not addressed to you. You might not be in evil, you might not be in pornography, in masturbation. But many of you all, you all are the future leaders of the ummah. In your maktab, in your madrasa, wherever you will go, your group in front of you will be like this. At the present moment in Afghanistan, after they took over the country, so they said the first cleanup we have to do is drugs. First cleanup. So what was once upon a time the biggest prison in Kabul, now there's no prisoners in there, meaning people of the fighting for freedom. So they converted it into the biggest drug rehab in Kabul. Because Afghanistan now from the time the Taliban were taken out of power, they were pumping in the world the most opium. 
And obviously the Americans were too happy with it. They were feeding the whole population. So when they decided to do a clean-up, the clean-up normally has to start late at night. It's only when you read about it will you understand what filth the drugs is. Here we just hear about there's a drug rehab, don't even go there. Now you've got a country that wants to pass a law, no one must take drugs. But they've got a major population in their cities who are all addicts. So at night where the soldiers in the past would go out hunting for Americans, now they're going out hunting for addicts. When you hunt for Americans, you would go out with a gun, now you're going out with a stick. So they mentioned that in like in a one time now, they got 900 addicts, 900 in this one drug rehab center. So much of doctors, so much of medicine. And they say that at the moment there's no money also to pay these doctors. They're just doing it hoping they'll get paid one day when money will come. There's a whole cause that has to be made. They haven't got what our drug centers got, all that extra tablets that I can give you to help you. But when you read about it, you will say like those people who are walking in the drug rehab, like a prison it is, they're like ghosts. They have become thin. They don't know what's happening. They are like wild. And how to control 900 people. You can't just put them in a cell and lock them up. They want what they want. So I think the one reporter went to go interview them. Amazing it is, they couldn't interview the prisoners when they were locked up and they were being beaten and beaten and beaten. That time they couldn't interview. Now they went to go interview. Are they looking after y'all? Are they looking after So you got addicts. Addicts are like students. They always complain. So they complain. They said they're not feeding us enough. <laughs> not feeding us enough. So one, they said one issue of when you take a person out of his addiction, he just becomes hungry no matter how much food you give him. Just complain. They need people to cut their hair, to keep them clean. Then you understand what drugs has done to society. So then one of the leaders said, before we even think of passing the law, that there must be no more drugs in the country. He said, our major problem is the addicts. First, we have to get them out of the addiction. Otherwise, when there's no drugs, they'll go find drugs. They'll kill themselves to get it. We don't want to kill them. This is a shaitani world to understand that individual and to be able to pull them out with mercy and kindness. So one of the leaders in the Western world always says like this, Taliban are like butchers and monsters. But when you hear their sentences, otherwise they could have easily said 900 of you, just put you all on the wall and one shot, all go to Jannah. He said, these are our brothers, these are our family, these are our fathers. And they said, some of these people here were top poets once upon a time. Top poets. They said, he was an engineer, he was this, he was that. Drugs finished them up. Then they write one they were taking one person away. He said, no, 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 I'm not part of them. I was just sitting with them to give them advice. One o'clock in the morning. Under one bridge. He said, I'm a poet. Come, I'll show you my poetry. And now he's trying to write. He can't remember what it was. He said, come with us. He said, intelligent people lost themselves. Now to pull them out of it. So a few months ago, we had a program when some youngsters came from one town. At that time, I had mentioned certain things about a falcon some lessons I had taken from a falcon when I had seen once upon a time a falcon and showing its shan. So I will mention this again 
for those who heard it the first time, it's a repetition and it's for you to think of a way how to explain to friends and family. And for those who never hear it, then it's the first time it Allah make it inspirational. This falcon, and then you get many types of falcons, but this one that we're going to speak about. In the world of the animals, the cheetah is the fastest. In the world of the birds, the falcon is the fastest. Compared to the two, the falcon will go about four times faster than the cheetah. If it is making its dive. If it's going straight, it will go like the speed of the cheetah. Only the cheetah can go for a short distance and he has to stop. And the falcon will just carry on normal. So a lot of lessons that I took when I saw the falcon in flight. Few of those lessons I'll mention to you all now. The one is we saw how the falcon is able to move. There's something called air currents. You got air going up, 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 like this. And then when the current is there, whatever falls in that current goes with the current. So the falcon just has to reach that current, that's all. And then the air itself takes it higher and higher. Now you'll see them just gliding. In that the falcon taught the world a message, if you want to go far in life and high in life, sometimes you don't have to make the most effort, but you have to find the company that is going up. If you can find the right current, as they are all moving, you will move with them. You want a horse to run fast, one way is to hit it and kick it. And one way is to put it with fast horses. Many a father, a mother always wants to keep their child at home. And they always feel, I'll be able to train, I'll be able to do this. You can be a Junaid Baghdadi of the era. But if your child doesn't have that current going up, then he will find it very hard to keep up with his own family also. Put him in an environment where everyone is moving up. But then you won't be able to always stay there. So the falcon moved for a while and he reached wherever he reached. But now, he wants to travel. Sometimes this falcon wants to travel miles and miles. So he knows I have to drop from one current. I have to come out. Immediately his eye will start looking for another current. And he will fall towards that current. So even in the fall, he's not going to make much effort. But he knows I am going to fall. He will fall, 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 fall. But he's not bothered how far he falls. Because he knows my other current is coming. As soon as he grabs it, he goes back up. And this current will continue taking him. When a sahabi radiallahu complained that in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it seems that the angels, it seems like Jannah is in front of us. It seems like Qiyamah scenes is in front. He said, then we go back to our families and we forget everything. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa gave him that same, that this is how it's going to be. Said if you could manage to stay where you are, the angels will make salam to you also. Then you're like an angel. But what he explained or what the indication was, you carry on finding your gatherings. Whenever you have to come out of one, immediately you have the next one in front of you. If you have to leave madrasa, your mind must already be, if I go to home, it's two weeks at home, I mustn't fall completely. I must find my current immediately. There must be a jamaat, I'll go for gush. One week I'm going home, one week I'll join, I'll go out for one week in jamaat. It depends on how much I can allow myself to fall. I don't want to crash. So he thought that as long as you can find your air currents, you will stay very high with hardly any effort. Then when you see the way the falcon hunts, so there's a falcon and there's a vulture. 
And Allah created, وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ الْعِبْرَةِ That there is so much lesson for us in the animals of the world. So we got no problem really with the vulture. Otherwise, if he understood, he would like sue us. How dare you speak bad about me? But that vulture was to tell me and you that, you know what, I'm created to be a vulture, you not created to be a vulture. You are created to be a falcon. So I will explain to you the two and you think about which one you want to be. The falcon is such that Allah created it as a hunter. It got speed, it got desire. Other birds will catch with their claws. The falcon can kill with its tooth also. It can kill with a bang. If that falcon wants to drop from the top in the past, they could never work out the speed of the falcon when it's making its dive like a teardrop. It just closes its wings, it puts its beak in the bottom, its legs on top and it just comes down. In today's times they can attach something to the wing. But still they don't know how fast can it go. The most that they have done is, and amazing they got so much time for all of this, but they themselves can't become a falcon. They jump from the aeroplane and as they falling, then they drop some chicken. They drop it. So much shock. And then the falcon is high on top. Now he has to make sure I catch the chicken. But he won't go his fastest. He will also go how much he needs to go to catch it. They need a chicken to go fast. But they can't get that chicken to start running. The chicken is dead already. So the highest they have clocked the falcon up till now and it can go faster. The highest they have clocked it up till now is about 394 kilometers. Meaning 400 kilometers per hour that thing is coming. And still they're saying this is not the fastest. That day it needed to go fast. Maybe the chicken was more scared. <laughs> so how fast that thing can go? 400 kilometers per hour. Meaning the normal one will be 300. If you take 300 kilometers per hour, which normally it goes like normal, like relaxed. You will say like half a kilometer, one kilometer you will say. One kilometer you will be doing it like 10 seconds. So it's high in the sky. So that falcon goes up. In the Arab world they love their falcons. They have that glove in the books of Fik you will do it. They will say where that glove, they wonder what that glove got to do in the books of Fik. That glove was for the, because they say can you make masa on the glove. So they weren't speaking about our gloves. They were speaking about that glove. It's thick. But you can't make, although it is so thick. That glove would be kept for the claws of the falcon. Because even if he doesn't intend to, his claws are such that his beloved master will scratch him also. So he wears that glove. That falcon is a born hunter. He caught speed and he got desire. A lot of desire. So a lot of youngsters say that I got too much speed and I got too much desire. So you can be a falcon, you can be a vulture, both of them. The vulture hardly got speed, but he got, he also goes high in the sky. But Allah created their nature different. Al-Khabithatu lil-Khabithin wal-Khabithuna lil-Khabithat They are pure things meant for pure people. There's filth meant for filth. It's the system of the world. You want to be a falcon. Allah will keep you far from the vulture. You want to be a vulture, you will never enjoy what the falcon enjoys. The falcon got a lot of speed and he got a lot of desire. That's why he comes 400 kilometers for his chicken. Will you ever go 400 kilometers for your bird? 400 kilometers he goes. 
just to get that chicken of his. More desire than that you'll ever find in the world. You'll find one guy who say, I drove 400 kilometers for her. But he won't go 400 kilometers per hour. So he got a lot of desire. And the master feeds him. In Islam, it's allowed to hunt with a falcon. And that's one of the best hunting ways, but you need a dog with it. So the dog will chase the rabbit out of the bush. And then the rabbit will be running for his life. And the falcon will just pop up from nowhere. Like a bullet it comes. It can kill with its bite. It can kill with its bang. Just the bang and finished. It can kill with its claw. It can just lift up the thing and drop it. Finished. It can do anything. But for the hunt it mustn't drop it. For the hunt it will bite it. After the falcon catches it, it's allowed to even eat from it. A dog is not allowed to eat. The falcon can even eat from it. So he'll bite it. All the blood will be on him. And so fast he can grab it, that you'll just see him grab it there, you're looking, he's already there eating it. Because like a bullet this thing is. So before the master can even say, hey, that's my burger, that. That falcon is already tasting it and saying, this is a tasty one. So he is allowed now, his mouth is full of blood. The law is as soon as the master says, stop. When the falcon is high in the sky, he can go up to one kilometer, two kilometers, we don't know how high he'll go. But they say from two kilometers up, he can see everything. And he got his eyes that can look in three directions. So he's looking above him, he's looking in front of him, he's looking under him. Because another falcon above him also comes for him. Imagine he is moving at 120 kilometers per hour. That one is dropping at 300, 400 kilometers per hour. His eye has to pick up that one also. He has to be aware of his surroundings. That another devil mustn't catch me. If he sees that other falcon coming so fast, he has to be able to turn upside down. That he can put his claws there to stop that one. And they grab themselves like in the air. Each one holding the other. And they can carry on like that there for a good few minutes. Then that falcon will fly. But if he doesn't pick up that falcon, that falcon just has to touch him and he's dead. Just has to touch him. So he's seeing everything. When he catches his meat, that's when the normal world goes blind. When you get your girl, then you become blind to everyone in the world. When your desire overpowers you, you don't know what's happening. But that falcon, when he catches what he wanted to, even if blood is full in his face, his master doesn't have to scream. As his whole mouth is in that, the master just lifts up his finger. Allah gave him the ability to see two kilometers. He just sees that finger lifting. He'll never say to the master, sorry, I never saw. What you said, the Nazim, I never heard you roll call time. There and there the falcon comes. What that? If you had to ask the falcon so much of desire for this, you could have taken one more bite, one more bite. You're so far away, the master would never have seen. The falcon will say, obedience to my master is the most important thing in my life. Even while eating, I'm waiting to see, is he saying something? Waiting. He thought the world, Allah gave you desire and Allah gave you speed. But as long as you behave like a falcon, your place will be on the hand of Almighty Allah. And how the master will be thrilled with his falcon and he will pet the falcon and tell others, you saw my falcon. 
Almighty Allah boasts to the angels about that slave, especially a youngster, who burns with desire. And then you get a vulture. The vulture has been made, he also can go high. But Allah created his nature is for haram. When the falcon can look for halal 1.8 kilometers, the vulture is so high, but he can't find halal. The vulture has been able to smell dead. If he smells dead, that's why some police are actually thinking of using the vulture notice. To find where someone is reported dead and they bring the vulture, they start searching, where's the dead man? He can smell dead, but he can't smell living. Or when he sees others going towards something, other animals, then he comes quickly. The vulture. His nature is filth. Ask that individual, what made you go to a prostitute when Allah gave you halal? What made you go to a zaniya? A zaniya to la yankihua illa zanin. Wahurrima dhalika alal mu'mineen. There's an explanation of this verse. A man who made adultery or a woman, can another Muslim or Muslima marry that person? Wahurrima dhalika haram. What's haram? It's haram to marry someone who's a zani or zaniya. If that person makes toba, they no longer that zani zaniya. But in the aspect of I'm inclined to you because you a zani, I'm inclined to you because you a zaniya, you a woman who sells yourself. Allah says you are a falcon. Will the falcon ever go for that carrion? The nature of that vulture is he can't enjoy halal. He just doesn't have that taste. He likes something that's half dead. Look at the world. Why does that man who can have any woman by him? He's open for prostitutes. He got no deen, but still he wants to go rape a woman. You say you're like a vulture. You. Forget raping the woman. In their filthy world, they are those people who sleep with the dead bodies also. They take out their desire on a dead body. You look at them and you will say, you are a hundred percent vulture. Your body has been created for dirt. You see when the vulture walks or he hops. He hops like, there's no one like me, I'm the boss, bounce, bounce. You see in the world you find those gangsters who walk today, they like the vulture. Allah created to teach the world you want to be a vulture. That vulture gets thrilled. How you say this? I don't know. He gets thrilled to urinate on his legs. That white white that you see around the vulture, that's his number one maybe like. So carry on sprinkling. You ask him, what you up to? You say, I want to cool off. He cools off. He says, it's very hot down there. So he cools off. He says, I walk in so much dirt that to prevent that parasite sticking on me, I need to cool off. So one way he urinates on his legs. That white falls around him. Everywhere else, he cools off. You saw that vulture in the bathroom. He also, you ask him, what are you up to doing this so long? He says, I'm cooling off. He's doing that same thing when he masturbates. He's taking out that dirt he brought into his life. He says, now just relax it out. You say, you are a vulture, you. You bring dirt, you take out dirt. One student, he said, I go in the madrasa bathroom bath with always my shoes on. How can you go with shoes on? He says, you don't know what's in that floor there. 
You don't know what's on that floor. I'm not putting my foot on that floor. Vulture did. So the vulture urinates on himself. He lives in dirt. He eats dirt. He likes dirt. And then you got a falcon who is pure from the beginning till the end. What he catches is halal. What he feeds is halal. The vulture when he eats, he can't even take that food. The dead food also, he can't take it home. So he'll eat whatever he eats when he goes to his family, meaning his babies at home, her babies at home. Then the vulture will vomit it out. And that vomit the baby has to eat. The vomit. Go look in the world today of prostitutes and zanis and zanias and drug addicts. They also got a family at home. Ask them who's feeding your family. Sometimes you will see the mother who's an addict is giving her child also drugs. She messed up her own life. She messed up the child's life. Go and see that house. Then you will understand what the world gave for vultures. And then you'll see the falcon so relaxed. So there's one incident in Mufiru Talibin. Previously I mentioned it. I will now narrate it to you all. Many of you all would have seen it there. It was about this falcon. It's to say to me and you that when Allah created us as a falcon, let's try to become the falcon again. But sometimes they say the grass is always greener on the other side. So sometimes the falcon is sitting and looking at the vulture and say, how nice he hops. And that vulture, he looks like the boss. If you ever saw him, falcon looks like humble. The vulture is always this, like a smile he got, like a deep smile. And one thing students were like, he's always bald. <laughs> always bald. But unblessed. Always. He got no zulfa. So he says, كَانَ لِبَعْضٍ مِّنَ الْمُلُوكِ shahin." There was this falcon by a king. And they pay huge amounts, millions they can pay for a falcon. كَانَ لِبَعْضٍ مَلِكٍ مِّنَ الْمُلُوكِ shahin." وَكَانَ مُولَعًا بِهِ The king was madly in love with the falcon. How Allah madly in loves me and you. That madly in love, you'll never understand it. Because the world doesn't understand the word love like how Allah makes with me and you. For which reason, even if we are the filthiest and the dirtiest and the, the father, you'll have to tell the father, you know, this is your son. He made a mistake, but in the end of the day, everyone makes mistakes. Do you need anyone to say to Allah, this is your creation? Allah says to the angels, this is my creation. The father becomes so upset. He said, how could you do that to me? You need someone between the father and the son. Imagine between a father and a son, you need someone to come say, he's your son. That's the most that the world could live, live up to. You meet a husband and his wife cheated or the husband cheated, you have to get in between. You know how hard it is. Lucky Allah created parada, otherwise both will punch you you tell the wife, forgive him, she'll punch you. How can I forgive him? I never do anything. Lucky she's on the other side of the parada. By Allah, does anyone have to ever come in between and say, Allah, they are yours in the end. The opposite. By Allah, it is. Allah says, they are mine in the end. Love is by Allah. وَكَانَ مُولَعًا بِهِ Madly in love with his falcon. فَطَارَ يَوْمًا مَا then one day he just decided to fly out, the falcon. Like how me and you sometimes decide just to fly out. فَوَقَعَ عَلَى مَنْزِلِ عَجُوزٍ 
and then he lands on the house of a very old uncle. The word ajuz means ugly, old. Me and you, when we think about old, it means that old auntie, even that young pretty girl in front of you, she's also going to be old. Give your life to her today, tomorrow you will see her, what you gave your life for. When the result will come, you will feel shy, did I waste it on this old auntie? Hazrat Kim Saab will say, you want to see that era where you in the shopping center, half bent with your trolley. The trolley is not to buy goods, it's to keep you standing. And then she's next door and she says, hi. <laughs> he said, you want to see that era? Then you look at her and you think, I gave my life for her. Tomorrow she is that nanny or daddy. But because of her, you had to come a vulture. Because of her. She will never stay for you fresh. When you look at a pretty young girl, just look one, five years down the line. Just in five years, the whole shape of the girl changes. Just in five years. Ten years, she got six children. Fifteen years, she got grandchildren. Just look a little back. And if you want to look a little further, be a falcon and look 1.8 kilometers in front. And you will see her on her deathbed. You will see them putting her body in the cover. You will see bones perhaps. And she will say, die for me. You will say, you are already dead. I'm not a falcon. I'm not a vulture, I'm a falcon. I go for halal. He landed on the roof of the ajuz, the old auntie. Aunties are always ready to grab anyone. That's how aunties are. You ask the boy how she found you. He always got a story and she also got a story. Each one says that one found me. How they find, I can't understand. He says, no, I was just on status. She saw my status. She said, mashallah. Finished. <laughs> then he wrote, inshallah. <laughs> then subhanallah. And the ending came, inna lillah. <laughs> This one, how amazing they start their relationship with the name of Allah. They start it as though they say that there will be barakah in this. Don't start without Allah. It starts with mashallah. That filthy relationship starts with subhanallah. Assalamu alaikum, how are you? Alhamdulillah, mashallah. You're looking subhanallah. How that person takes Allah's name in haram? In the past, you would have perhaps said, this is kufr. We can't even say that today. There will be so many kafirs. In haram, the name of Allah is taken. It said in the past, if a man knows there's haram meat in front, and then he says, Bismillah, and he eats it, the mufti will say, you are kafir. Today, we don't want to say it also, that in that haram relationship, Allah's name is taken from beginning till the end. Subhanallah and mashallah. How they found Falazi Mathu, she found that falcon. And she fell in love with the falcon. I want you. Falamma nazarat wa falamma raat min qarahu mu'awwajan. Then she saw that the beak of the falcon was bent. Faqalat. And then she said, Innahu la yaqdiru ayyalkut al-habba. How will he manage to pick up seeds? Where she knew he's meant to hunt. You're not going to manage that girl in school, university tells you, you know what, this beard just don't look nice on you. You're not a vulture, but she wants to make you bless. Only not bless there, bless here. This is that bald one, not this one. 
Sondă mădresa ca și ca de soan. And then she cut it with her scissor. And then she looked at ila makhalibihi wa tuliha. She said, so low. Look at this claws of yours, your nails, fingernails. You never ever cut your fingernails. فَقَصَّتْهُ She cut it. شَفَقَةً مِنْهَا بِزَعْمِهَا شَفَقَةً مِنْهَا بِزَعْمِهَا She thought I'm showing compassion to you. فَأَهْلَكَتْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ أَرَادَتْ نَفْعَهُ She killed it when she was thinking of saving it. She killed it. But she never killed it. It killed itself. Why did it land in the wrong place? It could have gone in the sky if it found its current. It landed by Ajuz. It wanted to sit with the addicts and he said, make me someone. What are they going to do? They're going to give you an injection. They're going to say, be like me because they've never gone to the sky. They've never met with Allah. They've only seen the devil. <coughs> some of your drug friends, druggy friends, some of those pretty girls, they love you. But because they don't know who you are, they're going to make you eat carrion in the end of the day. She really was sincere. She said, what a nice girl. Like that boy says, but she's so good. She's so good. You ask, he's a Muslimah. He says, no, but, but she promised she's going to accept Islam. Then you say, break the haram ta'alluq. She's on drugs. She has already met with so many boys. Then he comes back and says, but you know what? That if I don't stay with her, then she might not accept Islam. Then you tell her, but she hasn't accepted Islam. He said, but I'm scared she'll burn in Jahannam. I said, there's so many girls in the world you're not scared about. Six million, you worried about that one, Julian? One. You can't sleep at night thinking of her. Can't sleep at night thinking of her. How sweet and how nice and how thirst and how that. He fell in love with the outside. Then the king now said, where is my falcon? The king said, where is my falcon? So the king said, Jual, Ja'ail. The king said, the reward, whoever will find my falcon will get such a huge reward. So everyone went out. The king said, I'll give a reward if you can give my falcon back. Almighty Allah in love said, I'll give a reward whoever will bring my falcons back. That is the reward that was written for the da'i. If one man can get hidayat because of you, it will be better for you than so much, so much. Allah's attention, the angel's attention, the heavens, the earth, every inhabitant. That ant, that fish, Everything la yusallun are putting special attention ala mu'allimin nas al khair on the one who is searching for the falcons of Allah. Not because Allah loves us, Allah loves the falcon. He said, go find that falcon. But when they found the falcon, the falcon was no longer a falcon. The falcon was a dove now. So when they brought it to the falcon, the king said, akhrijuhu, get it out of you. Then he said, no, wa nadu. Nadu Ali, take it in the market, scream. 
هذا جزاء من اوقع نفسه عندما لم يعرف قدره you put yourself by someone who doesn't know you then this will be your punishment you sold yourself to the devil get lost we'll end on that look at that the king just saw that falcon and he said get lost but we have such a king allah that even if we become the dead vulture even if we become the dead vulture but we reach our allah and there is still one breath of life and as a dead vulture we say to our king i'm sorry there and there the king says he will be buried in my graveyard and if life can be given then the king says not only will i keep him with me as a vulture i will make him into a falcon again that is the barakah of toba we have a king who's ready to accept every falcon may allah make me and you become the falcon find our environments find our air and when the desire is burning then look at the indication of the master and if the master says not now then let our honor be that i'll rather die for my master and be a falcon instead of take that last bite and die as a vulture wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin